Good morning, everyone. It is time for Neon and Beyond. Thank you for coming along and getting ready for our journey as we kick things off to get you up close and personal with amazing things that continue here in Clark County, Southern Nevada, and the greatest state ever, that is Nevada. I'm your host, Steph McKenzie. If you have any questions or an event coming up, please reach out. Let's get social. You can find me on all social platforms at Steph McKenzie, or you can email me at Steph, S-T-E-P-H, at .97-P-O-I. I-N-T, the number 97.com. All right, so school, one week underneath our belts. And Mindy Barron from Ignite Teen Treatment and Hope Street, the CEO, is with us. We're going to talk about teen mental health and the um, some of the things that these teens are facing as we get into the school year. On, off, is it, face masks, all that stuff. And, of course, mental health of our teens here in Southern Nevada. Good morning, Mindy. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm good, thank God. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking the time. You know, we've been having quite the uh, the conversations in the past few months. Um, this is something that I think is in the forefront and on top of everyone's mind, from kids all the way to adults, but especially teens. And we know here in Nevada that we've gone through some some high mental issues and suicides in our teens, which is very alarming, and how we all can combat that together. So with school underway, you've got a lot of things going on and how you can help us this morning. But first, let's talk about your teen treatment and Hope Street and how things are going with that. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's been interesting. Uh, you know, the the pandemic obviously is, has wreaked havoc. You know, teen suicides as of the last year, we're up by some 500%. I think there are more suicides in Southern Nevada in the first semester than there were the whole previous year. Um, and things have gotten somewhat better as, as we start to see sort of a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's a tremendous demand. Unfortunately, people are finding us and, and we're seeing our services needed more than ever. Absolutely. And for the Ignite Teen Treatment and Hope Street, for those that don't know, you guys are here in Las Vegas, right? Correct. Correct. So we have we have a variety of programs. We have residential programs where um, teens can come and live with us for a period of time until they can achieve stability and you know reintegrate back to the home. And we also have outpatient clinics where they can come several hours during the day or in the evening after school uh, and so on in case they need support while they're still home and still kind of tackling the new year. So we've been knowing and talked about that people really need your services and you've seen a greater demand through the pandemic. But now with school here and the anxiety of school, share some tips with us. And as we have that first week under our belt, what, what have you seen or what are you helping teens with? So, so it's been interesting, right? We had, we had this period where things were starting to get better. Um, and, and we've obviously entered a phase of what they call pandemic fatigue, where people are just very exhausted of having to worry and having to do this and wear masks and what's happening next. And so there's, it's kind of this exhaustion, and then rolling into the new year, we've rolled back out the mask. <laughs> um, and yeah. so th- there's, there's a whole lot of um, anxiety and a whole lot of frustration that's definitely boiling over. We're seeing it. Um, and a lot of resistance, you know, previously the resistance maybe was from some of the teens and families, uh, and, and the resistance was somewhat split. Now the resistance is even higher because more and more people are sort of challenging what the appropriate protocols are. Um, but suffice to say, as we enter a second school year in the pandemic, um, you know, we're, we're seeing teens struggling as they did before. And, and we're, we're seeing a system that's definitely better equipped to handle it uh, and certainly has learned its lesson 
from, from the last round. Um, but, but I anticipate, you know, further challenges as we move forward. You know, with someone, I've got some nieces and nephews that are preteens and one a teenager, and I don't know so much, and correct me if I'm wrong and help me explore this a little bit. Masks, you know, even though you like them, excuse me, don't like them or it's a frustrating thing, that's kind of been here. But going back to school, I've seen a big change in their attitude. They're very apprehensive, not because they're scared, but just being around kids and what to do, right? The bullying aspect of it. I mean, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, we, we had, so, so bullying was actually one of the number one predicators of teen suicide prior to the pandemic. And then over the pandemic, we kind of united, but we also isolated from everybody to a large extent. And it wasn't normal. It was, it was, it, it felt surreal. And now that we're reintegrating back to school in a quote, more normal fashion, um, to some extent, now a lot of these fears are going to pop back up. Look, I've lost a year of normal social functioning. Um, I spent a year engaged in communication online, which totally changed the dynamic of who I relate to and how I relate to them. Um, and now I'm coming back to in-person school again. And, and yeah, those, those fears will bubble up. I mean, it's, it's uh, and bullying isn't, you know, what it used to be. You know, back in the day, your, your 90s cliche, you know, Biff was a jock and he knocked over the kid with the pocket protector and the, in the uh, in the schoolyard, and a couple people looked at it and laughed, and then he kind of you know picked himself up, went home, rebooted, and came back the next day. Now today, your bullies don't have to be big or have to be tough; they have to have a cell phone, um, and and they just have to replicate your your shame and your embarrassment online, where of course everything's permanent. And and you know the saying, if it's online, it's there forever. And, and you know, the, the new form of bullying creates really a scenario where where you feel like there's no out. Um, and so with, with, you know, the past year living online for the most part and doing almost everything via Zoom, the, the bullying has obviously taken a, a new flavor and it's far advanced uh, its online capabilities. So although all of that seems scary, we have high anxiety, there are tips to take a deep breath and go into the school year, both teens <laughs> and adults, right? Yes, yes. The good news is um, that with every challenge we advance, and with the with the with the separation, the challenges that came with online and and with bullying and pieces, that was also developed a really robust online support system. Um, the schools have rolled out additional counselors and counseling support. Um, there have been additional suicide hotlines. There have been support groups. Um, there, there's Hope News Nevada was it was a big deal that rolled out this past year. It's it's, we've seen a balance of, of help. So if, if you're going to New Year and you're anxious, there's a couple things you can do, both as a parent and as a team. Um, one, like you said, take a deep breath. You know, this is, this is, at this point, something we've seen before. You know, I don't know if we could have said that last summer. Um, but to some extent, we've seen what there is to see right now. Um, and we, as a, as a people, as, as a system, have definitely made strides. Um, so take a breath, and that's part one. Um, part two is to increase communication, both as parents and as teens. This is a time when communication has been challenging, right? Parents have been in, in working while kids are stuck home from school. Kids are separated from their system and from the teachers and from their peers. And so we don't hear from the people who are struggling until it's too late. And sometimes we don't know who to ask when we're struggling. So increasing communication is absolutely critical. For parents, take the time to check in with your teen multiple times per day if possible, but certainly at least once a day, maybe dinner together or a check-in. Teens, know to check in with your parents, with your support system, and check in with your peers. Happens to be peer support is a huge deal, uh, and you could possibly save a life by checking in. 
So checking in and establishing communication is part two. And part three is getting educated, you know, knowing what the symptoms of an issue are, right? Depression, it's not unexpected. When the world seems like it's, it's falling apart and everything is going crazy and it's chaotic, depression can rear its head. And knowing what depression looks and feels like is important. So, so getting a good gauge on, you know, as a parent, what is my team's baseline? How are they normally? How do they normally eat, sleep, interact? What is their mood normally like? And for teams as well, what do I normally feel like? And what feels out of place for me? And knowing what, what that might look like will help you know when to ask for help. Uh, and then the fourth thing is advocate. You know, this is a time when everybody is struggling. And that means that if you're struggling and, and there's 10 other people struggling around you, you may not get the attention that you need unless you really advocate for yourself. And that's parents for teams, teams for themselves, teams for their peers. Make sure that you have, if you have an issue at this time, you may have to shout a little louder. You know, the wheel may have to be a little bit more squeaky to get the help you need because so many people need help. And so advocating is going to be a very big deal. And if you can't do it for yourself, seek help. That's part five. Always, always, always seek help. There are professionals. Um, there are people willing to help their organizations. There are hotlines. Uh, you know, there's never enough, unfortunately, right now. But help is available. Yes. And if you can't do it yourself, there are people that can help. And and before I let you go, um, two things. Since you are the expert and everyone listening this morning, again, obviously it, it's scary times we live in and it can be scary if you're going through this, especially with a teen. But it it has gotten better, right, through all of this? I mean, have you seen a better change? The beauty of humans, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, is we adapt. We evolve. And we have. <laughs> So, yes, we have absolutely seen change. There has been absolutely positive change. Um, and, and we don't necessarily notice it, how much of a change we've made and adapted because we see things on a daily basis. But if you take a step back and look at how you did things last year this time and how you're doing things this year this time, it's huge. The things that we've gotten accustomed to that we didn't even think about are massive. Um, so, yes, we, things have definitely gotten better. It's not all doom and gloom. Uh, it's just about being aware. Absolutely. Mindy Barron, the CEO, Ignite Teen Treatment and Hope Street. And where's the website? Where can we look and check out more information on everything? For Ignite, it's igniteteentreatment.com or igniteteentreatment.com, I-G-N-I-T-E-T-R-E-A-T-M-E-N-T.com. And Hope Street is Hope Street Heals, H-E-A-L-S.com. I encourage you guys, go check it out. Go if you need help. Don't be afraid. There's some great tips on there and great things and ways you can get involved and some ways to help your teen as well. Mindy Barron, thank you so much for coming on this morning, shedding the light after our first full week of school, taking a deep breath and knowing that we're all in this together. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.